0: Hi, this is the See You Next Tuesday podcast. We have dirty words and shit potholes throughout the entire episode. Our name literally spells Kant. How could you not know what was coming? Thanks for listening.
1: Hey, y'all. Hi. Welcome to another episode of See You Next Tuesday podcast. I'm Jesse. I'm Amanda. For all those out there protesting right now, make sure you hydrate, stay safe, be aware of your surroundings, and uh, we support you. We're with you in spirit. And we might actually see you out there, depending on where you live and
0: we live. I've seen some great signs. Don't ask me what they said, but I've seen some great signs. Agreed.
1: Keep using your rage for good things. Yes, not bad things. Yes, yes. I wanted to address the elephant in the room right off the bat because, uh, yeah, it's uh, the world in which we live. Yes. But I actually want this time to be a little bit of a break to talk about other awful things besides those awful things in the world. So I've been getting back into Murder, She Wrote. Oh, And I'm obsessed. I forgot how much I love that show. It's so good. And you know what? It's such a smart show in the fact that it's also, you, it makes sense why they had so many books because she's a writer. So it's, it's a, kind of a package deal. You automatically get a book series with it. Did you ever read the Murder's Hero book that you bought at Goodwill? Not yet. Not yet. Because I've assigned myself way too many books to read this month or year anyway. You're absolutely right. It's on the list and now I'm like, God dang it, I need to start the whole series. Now I just want the whole series.
0: Yes. Now I know what I'm getting you for your
1: birthday. (laughs) But you know what I realized about the show? This bitch hates writing just as much as the rest of us. (laughs) Jessica hates writing so much that she's willing to solve murders rather than write her own books. <laughs> even There's even moments in the series where she's like, oh yeah, I've got a deadline coming up. And she's out here solving a fucking murder. Because she do not want to want that deadline. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I would rather go solve murder than go to my job too. Oh shit. Like, I just feel, I just felt so seen. I was like, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> so it's not just me. So, when I'm sitting down to write these episodes, even though I fucking love doing our podcast and I love doing what we do, I'm like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? So, we've had a hot second since we recorded, right?
0: Plenty of time Enough. to get my podcast homework done. <laughs> yes. Ask me what I was up till over past 11 o'clock last night doing
1: watching RuPaul's Drag Race. No, I was finishing up A Treasure Child and July's Video Killer. So I'm not the only one is what you're saying. And you like to write. Yes. You like to write and you like to read. So it's not yes. just me. It's what you're saying. Correct. Okay, good. Because I felt, oh man, maybe I should like this more. Maybe it's me. And then I'm like, nah, dog. Maybe, maybe it's just, it just sucks sometimes to do the things you're all obligated to do. <laughs> yeah. For me,
0: I just have a lot going on in my like, I don't even want to say the word career because I don't want to admit that I'm committed to what I'm doing. Uh I gotcha. I've had a lot going on in my work life. You do. And so when I get home, as much as I love the murder and I love looking into it, my brain is tired and I'm done and I want to sit down and I want to play those
1: stupid ass games on my tablet. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's like this morbid curiosity, too, right? It's You don't like what these people did, but it's like, why did they do this? How did they do this? How does anyone get to this point? So it's really right. fascinating, but then having to go, oh, and now tell a story about it. I For me, I think what it is... Is. What it is? What it is. What it is.
0: I gotta do it by a certain time.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true. Deadlines suck, man. Ugh. So can't we just go solve the murder instead of... See, so maybe... We're looking at... We're going about this all wrong. Yeah. We should be out there solving these murders one at a time. And then we could just have our voice recorders on yeah. our phones. Exactly. And bring it to
0: you live. Figured it out. Watch out,
1: FBI. Here We're we coming. come. We're going to solve these murders that trained professionals couldn't solve. Coming for you. <laughs> so that's something going on with me these past couple of weeks. I've just been getting into that. It's a really comforting show, too. Because you also start to see, if you grew up when we did, like other figures from the 80s, watching Happy Days, his dad was in it, things like that. You just, oh, shit, that's that guy from this other show or Magnum P.I., which, "Mm, okay. As I got older, now I get it. Now I get it. He was cute. I just had
0: this conversation with somebody at work yesterday, in fact. I said, so here's what I want to know. When I turn 75, am I going to find 7 year old five men attractive? Because right now I don't. But when I was 20, I didn't find 50-year-olds attractive. But now that I'm in my 40s, I do find
1: 50-year-olds attractive. Yeah, I think so. I know what you're talking about. And I've thought about that a lot, too, because I'm like, OK, so does this mean I appreciate the? Because, for instance like there's a little gray hair in my pod hubby's like hair and his beard and i'm like oh Zach, i'm digging it and he's like Uh. but i like it and before um i don't know if i would have liked the salt pepper look but maybe i think you might be right i think but in but it doesn't mean that you don't think but now you look at a 75 year old man you're like yeah
0: so that's what i want to know when i'm 75 am i gonna be like oh he hot
1: i I don't know because right now the thought of me thinking that I'm like Bleh. right I know me too Although, or maybe you just always think people are attractive no matter what when you're older like you can look like a 40 year old guy and when you're 75 and be like he's cutie
0: right yeah
1: I don't know but those are the hard hitting questions we're bringing <laughs> you this week with the see you next Tuesday podcast oh god <sighs> seriously what have you been up to these past couple weeks
0: oh I can't I can't well a lot, but we can't talk about it. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: I can't talk about it. Sorry guys. I'd like to keep my job. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say it's been Como City say a clusterfuck. Clusterfuck? There we go. It's been a clusterfuck. All I'm gonna say
0: is if I could write a book, explain okay. I need you guys to explain something to me. How can someone get so upset when they think that you don't respond to them? Like, when they say something and you respond to them and they just don't hear you for whatever reason. And they can get so upset and throw a big fat crybaby temper tantrum. But then, when they get fired, they're like, okay,
1: see you, bye! That's beyond me. That or maybe it was like, I want to get fired.
0: Yeah. So thank
1: god. Oh, uh, I've been trying to do this for weeks. You guys finally caught on. Jeez, took you long enough. Maybe that's it. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think that makes any bit of sense. Yeah, I uh, don't know. I think there's some other factors there, but right. But they're probably under bigger and better, so it's good for them.
0: Yay for you. I wish you the best. Yes. But it was just interesting. Interesting to say the least. Yes, definitely. We have had a whole bunch of new listeners lately. Yeah, and I kind of want to give some listeners a shout out. Let's do it. So we've had a whole bunch of new listeners in England. Hell yeah. So Great Britain coming through. I don't know my geography, as we have proven in the past. (laughs) Or I'm just Southern. Yeah, okay. In Southerners, we got the South, and then we have all the rest of (laughs) y'all. Then there's everybody else. You're up by Canada. Fight me. But we've had a whole lot of new listeners from England. Uckfield. Nice. Stockton on Tees. Ooh. Hatfield, East of England. Nice. London. Halstead. Kelso. Maidstone. runcorn Shout out. Holla. So, we've had a whole bunch of new listeners from England. What's up, England listeners? Thanks for listening. And then we've had a whole bunch of new listeners in the United States, too. Oh, brand new, like, in the past couple of days, we've had some listens in Hong Kong. Ooh, what's up, Hong Kong? So, that was exciting. But coming in hot, we've had Maine.
1: Ooh, beautiful.
0: I would like to come visit you in Maine. Yes, so yes, holla. if you've got a wedding... A family reunion. Or if you have a murder you'd like us to solve. Or,
1: much like our friend, Zombie Dan, if you need a stand-in family for your wedding, because your family is deciding to not attend for whatever reason, we would would love to come see you in England. Or anywhere. It is literally 110 degrees
0: here. (laughs) Please take us away. (laughs) So, Holla, we will come. But, coming in real
1: hot lately is Missouri, Springfield, Missouri. This one, yeah, you texted me that and I was like Springfield, Missouri. Okay, hey Springfield, what's up? How are y'all? So, glad you're here.
0: It's ironic, because I hope I do Springfield proud and nobody comes for me this week. (gasps) Oh shit, girl. Because this week I'm gonna tell you about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. okay.
1: See, dude. You don't got to go that hard with this kids who kill thing, man. All right, I drew the short straw. Just like we did a toss up between
0: Casey Anthony and Gypsy Rose. You got Casey. I got Gypsy.
1: You didn't want Gypsy. Did you want Casey? I don't want either of them. <laughs> See,
0: that's what happened with Casey and Gypsy.
1: That's true. <laughs> They're both just weird, like awful in different ways. Although I, ha- I have feelings about Gypsy, but. I'll let you tell the story, and then I'll tell you my feelings at the end. I actually don't know much about the story. The only thing I saw was the HBO documentary, and that's it. I'm gonna say,
0: I did not read any books because I couldn't find a book.
1: What? Yeah, that's I found
0: books based on her story, but no books that told her story.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting. I wonder if that's some sort of, maybe there's some sort of legal thing there.
0: Yes. Because they do put that in certain people's
1: like, criminal thing. Do you think... I'm going to ask a real quick question. This maybe giving it away. Was she underage? No. Okay. That um, was what I was thinking. Maybe it's because of that.
0: I also did not watch any documentaries or TV shows about it because I feel like a lot of times those are biased. Yeah. I mean, websites true. are too. Don't get me wrong. But I like to use many different websites and, like, collaborate information. But I feel like...
1: TV shows and documentaries can be way... One way or the other. You're absolutely yeah. right. Yeah. And just one last little side note, guys. As y'all know, we give our opinions on this show a lot. We oftentimes make judgment calls based on things we hear. Again, those are just opinions Oh yeah, facts. I don't know
0: all the facts. I wasn't fucking there. Exactly. I, I was 100% not there when this happened. And I'm going to call her names. Hello. <laughs> our podcast is called Cunt. Yeah, that's very accurate. All right, let's okay. do this. I'm excited. So Gypsy Rose was born July 27th, 1991 to Dee Dee and Rod Blanchard in Golden Meadow, Louisiana. Unfortunately, Dee Dee and Rod separated shortly before Gypsy's birth. Dee Dee claims Rod was a drug addict and deadbeat who abandoned their daughter. But like with every story, Rod has a different version. According to Rod, he was 17 and Dee Dee was 20. 20- Four when she got
1: pregnant what wait so she was uh, okay cradle robin a little mm-hmm. bit that's ooh, on the verge of gross because <laughs> of 17 the age of consent in louisiana was probably 13 now i think about it let's just be thankful they're not cousins. oh god but still that age gap does okay. Make we're
0: sorry everyone from Louisiana.
1: Bit of a difference cuz we have pod friends that live in Louisiana. Oh yeah, Louisiana's great. Fucking love Louisiana. It's gorgeous there, man. But and age of that age gap though is a little concerning. It's a little sus. Yeah. It's a little sus. The couple did get married after
0: they found out Didi was pregnant, but what Rod realized that they had gotten married for all the wrong reasons. And I agree. I don't think you should have to get married just because you're having a baby. Like, personal opinion. I think that is not a valid marriage reason. I feel like you are going to have not a great example of what a marriage should be for your child. And I don't think that should be the only reason why you should get married. But anywho... Rod says he maintained contact with Didi Dee Dee and Gypsy and
1: sent money regularly to them. He sounds like a stand-up guy, actually. He sounds like pretty legit because I don't know any other 17-year-old who would continue to support a child at well after the fact. That's
0: yeah, pretty good dude. That's a he said, he said, she said situation. She says he's a drug addict and a deadbeat. And he's the fuck? I just realized we got married because of a baby and that... It's not right. Yeah. So I got out and I still supported her. I think Rod is telling the truth. Based on what I know. You can decide at the end. So when Gypsy was a baby. Didi claimed she had sleep apnea. So Didi even took Gypsy to the hospital. She, Because she was so convinced Gypsy had this disease. Even though there weren't any signs of the sleep apnea. So... I thought this was such a weird thing to claim that your baby has that I wanted to know how often it occurs in babies cuz I thought sleep apnea was like
1: if you were obese or right, basically a sort of septum. medical condition yeah. where you have to sleep with one of those machines and much right. older right. individuals but I don't know do children get it? So I yeah, I oh. found out how prevalent it was in babies.
0: So it's really unknown how prevalent it is in the baby in babies. But it occurs in about one to five percent in children. So Dee Dee was like, oh, hey, I'm a fat ass and I can't breathe at night. So Gypsy has to have sleep apnea. Mm. She just fucking making shit up. Dee Dee was up and determined on her own with all of her medical knowledge from her doctor school that Dee Dee had an unspecified chromosomal disorder.
1: So Dee, Dee has made this decision in her head. That is what Gypsy rose at. Yes. Okay. So as Gypsy got older, she actually got
0: and I put it in quotes sicker. So when she was eight, Gypsy fell off her father's motorcycle. <gasps> so Dee, Dee took her to the hospital. That's what you do. That's what you do. Yeah. Make sure she's okay. So Gypsy was treated for a minor scrape on her knee. And this is where the train stops in La La Land and never fucking leaves. Because Dee Dee doesn't think that Gypsy was healed and believed that she would need several surgery surgeries to ever walk again. And until she could have the surgeries, Dee Dee put Gypsy in a wheelchair. Can you all hear my eyes rolling? Because I'm pretty sure they get fucking stuck in the back of my head. That's. Unnecessary, I feel, for that, but okay. So, Dee Dee's family did question Gypsy's condition. They were like, I'm sorry, she scraped her knee. Why the fuck is she in a wheelchair? Yeah, this is, like, overreacting. Hey, crazy know. train. Need to get off the tracks. Yeah, that's not good. So, do you know what DD did? She just up and moved her and Gypsy away from the family to a rundown apartment in Sidell, Louisiana. And they were living off disability checks that she collected due to Gypsy's, I put in,
1: quote, illnesses. So her answer was to basically cut out the people who are telling her the truth from the situation, to go, I need this slide to continue to make myself feel better. I'm talking as her mother. Yes. Got it. So after a hospital visit... In New
0: Orleans, because New Orleans is clo- or Seidel is close to New Orleans, mm-hmm. he claimed Gypsy was suffering from leukemia and muscular dystrophy on top of this big chromosomal disorder that she had. And these ailments required the wheelchair that she was already still
1: in and a feeding tube. That escalated quickly. Yes. Don't you think? Oh, but it doesn't stop
0: there because Dee Dee also alleged that Gypsy had seizures, asthma, as well as hearing and visual impairments. Which, okay. And because of Dee Dee's claims, Gypsy was on a smorgasbord of medications and slept with the breathing machine because she had the sleep apnea. So, <laughs> Gypsy went through several surgeries that included procedures on her eyes. She had her salvatory glands removed. Here's what I want to know, y'all. How do
1: you find doctors to do these procedures that are unnecessary? That's exactly my first thought is, I don't know about you, but what, I mean, if you go into a doctor as a woman, let's just say you yourself want your tubes tied, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I never want kids. It's cool. Or I'm done having kids, whatever. You want to have it is, a tubal ligation. It is so hard to It's do. extremely difficult to get that done. It's mm-hmm. getting a little more accepted now. And most doctors are like, Okay. It, but it's still really hard. They ask you to ask your partner's permission. They ask, like, all, it's all these questions. And it takes a long time. It took me so
0: long to be able to have my hysterectomy. Even though I was done having kids. And my husband had already had a vasectomy.
1: And see, that's what I'm saying. It's so I didn't have
0: it because I just didn't want kids. It was medically necessary. Exactly. And then, And so
1: how can she just go, oh, my daughter has this thing. Did she have any sort of, like... Doctors' notes, any sort of proof, or did she like forge it? I don't know. I don't have those details because I—it's
0: always baffled me. So I did have an old boss at a previous job that I think had Munchausen syndrome, and they had several surgeries, and I never understood how they were able to convince a doctor to do these procedures because. I feel, shouldn't doctors
1: know when things are bullshit? Yeah, absolutely. Or question the other medical doctors' that thought aren't process. Doing it? Yeah, exactly. But I'm not really sure about this diagnosis. I would actually do this instead, or actually nothing at all. Like I also understand though too, the way our system is set up. Yes, medical records from the most part transfer. Like they should be available to everyone. But also, this is part of the. Other reason with the opioid crisis, you just go to another doctor, get another script. Go to this doctor, get another script. Go to this doctor, get it. You know what I'm saying? Like you just actually, go around to get the answer you want.
0: You actually have to release your own medical records to the new doctor. If I don't sign mm. paperwork to have my medical re- records released to the new doctor, they don't get released to the new doctor. Because of HIPAA.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So that would make more sense then. This is how she can get around it. Is go, no, I need a new opinion, whatever. I don't want you to have my previous or my daughter's previous records, whatever. So that's a legal guardian, and she's underage. She has even more power. Damn. She exploited all them loopholes, didn't she? Yeah. So
0: Gypsy even had her teeth completely removed oh, when they were God. rotted. Maybe they were rotted due to her meds, the lack of her salivary glands, or neglect. But nonetheless, Dee Dee had them pulled right the fuck out. Who does this to a kid? What the fuck? A sick person. What? A
1: very the sick fuck. person.
0: So whenever tests would show inconclusive or contradictory results regarding Gypsy's diagnosis, and the doctors would start to question her ailments, Dee Dee would just stop seeing that doctor and find a new one. So Dee Dee did have some nurses' training, and she was able to accurately describe symptoms that would sometimes give gypsy and she would also sometimes give gypsy meds to mimic certain conditions so many doctors would go along with what dd wanted for gypsy
1: so they were just as snowed as gypsy was yes As everyone was yes really
0: so either she would be able to describe things that weren't really happening to gypsy because she did have a little bit of medical knowledge And she had enough medical knowledge to be dangerous because she could say this is happening to my daughter when it really wasn't or give her certain meds to actually make those things happen to her. Jeez, that's sick. And Dee Dee was also, she was charming. And on the outside, it seemed like she was devoted to Gypsy and doing the right thing for her and taking care of this very sick child. And once Dee Dee was old enough to talk, she was actually trained not to volunteer any information during their doctor's
1: appointments oh you mean trained- gypsy rose like whenever as soon as she was able uh-huh. she didi was like sh- button the lip lady keep the pile holes shut so rod remember
0: rod gypsy's dad yep he was told that she had a chromosomal disorder that was the cause of her health issues and he actually complimented dd Dee Dee for her devotion to gypsy and her care so he like still supported her even though she was talking shit about him, saying how he's he such a deadbeat, never helped out, and he just ran no. out
1: on them. Rod, you keep doing you, bud. Like, you're on the right track, okay? If you're still out there. It's not you, dude. Rod. We
0: you need, need to be rods. a trophy dad. Yeah. You
1: were fleeced. Seriously. I honestly believe you were probably groomed, and you are... Yeah, Absolutely gaslit, manipulated, you name it. She probably did everything plus more. So he probably felt like at some point some of those things were maybe his fault. Yeah, I feel like maybe she groomed him to sleep with her to get her pregnant. Ooh, do you think the manipulation that's actually a really interesting point because people like this. Look at that age gap. Yeah, don't Oh, that's I think you're probably absolutely right.
0: Okay, let's go. Let's let's visit that. Let's take a pause on this for a hot second and go back and revisit that age gap. That 17 and 24, that is the exact same ages
1: as some of these teachers that are getting put to jail for sleeping with their high school students. Yeah, absolutely. And it's because of, like you said, grooming and someone in power who is older and having more knowledge takes advantage of someone who's younger that's exactly what that is. So yeah, I can I can totally see that. And she wanted a baby. She's like, "F it, this is how I'm gonna get a baby." Yeah, that could absolutely. It's hard to say what her motivation was because obviously we're not her.
0: Yeah, I
1: wasn't there when dude, uh, she was conceived. It isn't. I can definitely see how that's within the realm of possibility for Dee. Dee. That just went Based off, on this.
0: That just went off like a light
1: bulb. Good job, lady. Thanks to my super cunt juice. Oh, by the way, if you would like to drink along with us. You have a special recipe. Do you feel like you're Oh, I'll share. Okay. So, it is some sort of mineral
0: spring water. Yeah. Like carbonate. Like a Tobo Chico. We are in a Tobo crisis here down south. Send help Send now. Help. <laughs> so, I currently have a Kirkland's Italian sparkling mineral water and tequila. Splash of lime juice. Mm-hmm. Splash of orange juice. Dude, it's very refreshing.
1: It's Delightful. Oh, it has to be silver tequila. Is this just a margarita? You're just talking about, I think is this a margarita?
0: No, because it's sparkling water.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's a little different. You're right.
0: Because that sweet
1: and sour that's in it is so sweet. Oh, God. And sugary. No sugar. Don't need another that. And, like you said, you get a little bit of juice. There's water in it, so you're not completely dehydrated. You're getting hydration? Yeah. We're going to call it super cunt juice. I love it.
0: Okay. So Gypsy was still using a wheelchair to get around. Of course she was, because you're not going to get sympathy for your kid's not in a wheelchair. And some of Dee Dee's family happened to notice that Gypsy didn't actually need the wheelchair, and they started asking questions. So guess what Dee Dee did? Lied. Oh, no. Her and Gypsy packed up and moved from Louisiana to Missouri in 2005. So, Dee Dee and Gypsy, they were actually victims of Hurricane Katrina, and this actually provided the perfect cover for Dee because, guess what, all of Gypsy's medical records went missing in the hurricane. Ah, jeez. Of course they did. So, when Dee Dee started taking Gypsy to her new doctor's appointments in Missouri, I don't have any medical records. They all got lost in that damn hurricane.
1: God, what a talk about a lucky break. You know what I mean? It's insane. So people are questioning her. They're on to her again. Time to move. But
0: you know what? Hurricane, got to get completely out of Louisiana now. Move far away. (laughs) So once in Missouri, things began to really ramp up for Dee Dee. In 2008, Gypsy
1: and Dee Dee were given a new home in Springfield. See, and let's actually talk about the kindness of the people of Springfield, because this part I do know about. Yes. So this home was actually built by Habitat for Humanity,
0: and they painted it pink. It had a wheelchair ramp for Gypsy, and it even
1: had a hot tub.
0: I want a hot tub. I wish I could call somebody in to give me a hot tub.
1: (laughs) Y'all. Anybody out there need to have a hot tub?
0: (laughs) I have multiple sclerosis. My body hurts some days when well I get home from work. Wouldn't be great is this in a hot tub.
1: Dude, that would be legit. You could just float there for a sec. <laughs> like lay, like, oh, like with the bubbles. When we went oh. on our anniversary trip, our little one
0: bedroom, one bath cottage, which was super cute by the way, had a hot tub on the screened in porch. Oh. Even though it was the middle of summer in Texas, I still got in the damn hot tub every
1: night. Oh, for sure. I bet that was so relaxing.
0: It was great. I did not want
1: to come home. You're lucky I came back. I'm glad you came back. You get, I get it. There's bills. <laughs> Literally the only reason you're like, God dang it. I, I was this.
0: looking to find a way to make a hustle in this yeah. tiny little town <laughs> in Texas so you're I like, could keep the, the hot tub in right? the one bedroom cottage <laughs> that I didn't own, that I was just
1: renting. That right there is perfect for... Ooh, retirement future self you know what i'm saying like girl no retirement future self is gonna live on at
0: least five acres hopefully closer to 10 in the middle of nowhere i'm gonna put the house in the middle so nobody can find me oh yeah nice yeah that's
1: retirement me with screened in porch with a hot tub and a hot tub
0: so the skeeters can't get you the skeeters. (laughs) I've become real Southern with this Louisiana story. It's hard not to, because there's definitely a vibe. I've become real fucking Southern today.
1: (laughs) It's the tequila tequila. (laughs)
0: or the Louisiana. I don't know. Yeah. Not only that, through Make-A-Wish, they got charity-sponsored visits to concerts. I think she went to see Carrie Underwood. Damn. Damn. Disney World. Wish, right. Huh? Wasn't there a make-a-wish in there somewhere? Yeah, the make-a-wish yeah. was Carrie Underwood oh, okay, yeah. and Disney World. Damn. I don't want to go to Disney. There's too many people. There are a lot of people. I only went to Disney when they're protesting Disney because Disney loves
1: gay people. And then I'll go. Because then all of us and the gay people, the cool people, will be inside. Yes. And you protesters can stay outside. Yes. Yay Pride Month. Yay
0: Pride. And this entire time, Dee Dee continues to play the devoted mom. She is like 100%, I don't work, I just support my kid. No, you're lying and stealing money from everyone else who pays yep. your disability. Thank you. Yep. So Dee Dee was making friends in Missouri, and she grew close to a neighbor, who I'm choosing to keep nameless because she just had the bad luck of living close to this psychopath. But anywho, Dee Dee and her neighbor became close friends and Dee, Dee told her she had fled an abusive family after her dad burned Gypsy with cigarettes.
1: I'm sorry, were there any cigarette burns on Gypsy? I feel like in one of the many doctor appointments that this poor little girl has gone through, they would have been seen.
0: Yeah, probably. Dee, Dee also said that Rod was a deadbeat alcoholic who would make fun of Gypsy's
1: disabilities and call the Special Olympics a freak show. Not my words. No, but seriously, if anything, obviously Rod's proven to be otherwise. But who's going to fact check her?
0: Who, nobody's going to fact who's check gonna the mother. Call, who's going to find a
1: Rod in Louis... Yeah. Exactly. Nobody's going to go, let me call this deadbeat guy just to make sure you're telling the truth, lady who on the outside appears to be telling the truth to everyone about her disabled daughter. What (gasps) an actuality.
0: It makes me so mad. I know. Me too. So she also claimed Rod never paid a dime for Gypsy's medical expenses, not even after they lost everything in Katrina. I really want to know if Katrina even affected them. So in reality, where the rest of us live, Rod actually tried to have a relationship with Gypsy. But Didi tried to prevent him from seeing her and limited their contact. Of course she did, because if he spent too much time with Gypsy, he would realize she wasn't sick. And then he would take her away. Of and course. This story would have ended so much differently. Rod also gave DeeDee $1,200 a month in child support every month and continued on after
1: Gypsy turned 18. Damn, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money in child support. That poor guy, he was living paycheck to paycheck, too. Just trying to pay child support. He could have had a great job. Like, true. Like, I don't know what he
0: did. You know what I mean? But still, that's... It's a lot of money. That's he's like a doing house right- payment. Yeah. Damn. Well, not anymore, but... Yeah, that's true. It used to be a house payment.
1: It's a month of rent now, <laughs> if you're lucky.
0: And I'm sure Dee Dee was loving all of the attention she got... She was a doting mom to a sick little girl, going on Make-A-Wish trips, getting Habitat, humanity houses, the notoriety, but sometimes all the publicity and notoriety can backfire and, well, things just started to do that for her. With all the publicity, doctors and specialists from all over began offering to treat Gypsy because... When you get as much attention and as much publicity, then there's doctors that are like, I want to help her. This little girl has all these diseases. What can we do to help? Yep. So when Gypsy was 14, she went to see one of these doctors, a pediatric neurologist in Springfield, Missouri, who actually saw what was going on. The doctor discovered that Gypsy did not have muscular dystrophy or any of the other diseases Didi claimed she had. The doctor told Didi, and I quote, I don't see any reason why she doesn't walk. And of course, Didi Dee Dee brushed him off because Didi Dee Dee was not going to accept any of that nonsense. Gypsy was sick, damn it. Remember how Didi said that all of Gypsy's medical records were washed away in Hurricane Katrina? Dr. Flasterstein, that was his name, was like, no, bitch. I don't think so. And he was able to find doctors whose records had survived Katrina.
1: Snap, Dr. Flasterstein, don't play. Thank you, Dr. Flasterstein, for doing that one little extra check. Pick up the phone and make a two-minute phone call. Hey, you got the records for this lady? Okay. And the daughter? Okay. Yeah, okay. Weird. Interesting. So he talked to the duo again, and his medical
0: opinion was that Gypsy was healthy, but he believes she was a victim of Munchausen syndrome
1: by proxy. Yep. We all saw that coming. Really. Yeah, I mean if you couldn't tell with the heavy dose of sarcasm for everything <laughs> that Dee Dee was doing. <laughs> Obviously this little girl was not sick. Hello. And she may wear have had something, maybe, but all of the rest of it is fake.
0: Unfortunately, he never reported her case to the authorities, and he later said in an interview, that there wasn't enough evidence at the time to act. And I see where he's coming from because, as a parent, I wouldn't want a doctor to report me for something just because he thinks something is going on, but it's not. But in this case, it was. Yeah, no, like, absolutely. It's kind of a catch-22 situation, and yeah. it's truly one of those hindsight is twenty twenty as well.
1: Yeah, it's a very fine line, like you said. You don't want to convict somebody, a parent, necessarily, who is not doing anything wrong and it truly is what's going on with these this child versus this situation
0: and he knew what was going on he just didn't have the
1: evidence he wanted to make sure like i have everything and then i can say yeah absolutely this woman is doing this to this child because also if he were to notify cps
0: and they do a home visit then you run the risk of her packing up and running again
1: Mm, before
0: you can actually get the evidence to then, turn her into CPS and start a legit case. You know what I'm absolutely, saying? Absolutely. Yep. But an anonymous report was actually made in 2009, though, stating that these accounts of G- Gypsy's ailments had no medical basis. As a result, two caseworkers visited the home. But Dee Dee, being the smooth con woman that she is, she convinced them both everything was fine. Nothing to see here. Move right along. What no one realized while all this was going on was that Gypsy herself was starting to become sus of her own mom. Why would Gypsy become sus of her uber-devoted mom? She found her Medicaid card that listed her birth year as 1991. She thought she was born in 1995 because that's what Dee Dee told her.
1: She told her that she was four years younger five essentially than she was
0: yes damn gypsy was growing old growing up and getting older but dd Dee Dee didn't like that and she was beginning to lie about gypsy's age and she even went as far as to alter the dates of her her birth on her birth certificate so here's the thing about kids though when they get older and they all get older as they all do they get harder to control because they have their own little brains and they form their own little ideas and opinions and they eventually think they know everything. Save your lies where you say that's not my kid. Y'all, it's your kids. They all do that. Oh, yeah, I thought I knew everything. <laughs> so. Point shit. Everybody thinks that. So if she takes years off Gypsy's age, she's keeping
1: her younger, trying mm-hmm. to make it easier to control her. And then also telling her gaslighting, Gypsy, literally, and telling her, oh, you're younger than you are, makes total sense. Yes. So, in 2010, Dee Dee was telling everyone Gypsy
0: was 14 when she was really 19. Jeez. And Gypsy knew she wasn't as sick as Dee Dee claimed she was. She knew she could walk. And, let's get real, Gypsy
1: wasn't stupid. No. She taught herself to read? using harry potter books wait a minute That actually brings up a good point so gypsy throughout this whole time isn't going to school no oh my god Didi Dee Dee pulled her out of school to homeschool her
0: very early on and i forget exactly what grade i want to say it was like no older than the second grade
1: geez so this poor girl but has she, no education yeah because she Nothing. wasn't
0: really being homeschooled
1: no because gypsy was or Didi was just like using her to mm-hmm. get the attention she wanted. Wow.
0: Now, I've never read a Harry Potter book. They're great. But I've heard about Harry Potter books. All my kids have read them, except maybe the little one. I do know that they have, like, weird names and shit in it. So she taught herself to read with
1: these books. Yeah, that's impressive. It. They're not beginner. The first one is about a 11-year-old's type of reading level. But think about that. She left school when she was 7, so that's impressive that she's taught herself to read and did all of basically trying to keep up with her age group as much as she could in the limited capacity that she could in the home that she was growing up in, which is yeah. insane. So she's not dumb. No.
0: So remember how I said Gypsy was getting sus of Dee Dee? She began trying to escape Dee Dee. One night she walked, yes, I said walked, to a neighbor's house and begged for a ride to the hospital. But of course, Didi was right behind her, quickly to explain away the whole thing. Remember, she had been doing this for years. So, the neighbors bought it hook, line, and sinker. So, anytime Gypsy would become defiant, try to run away, be too independent, or basically anything but a sick little girl, Didi would just say, Gypsy's mind was confused with the disease. Or that she was mentally challenged or that the drugs made it impossible for her to know what she was talking about. So just from the outside, it seemed like Dee Dee and Gypsy had this lovable, close bond. So people believed Gypsy's lies. At this point, Gypsy was done. So very done with Dee Dee and her shit. Gypsy began using the interwebs after Dee Dee would go to bed to meet men in chat rooms. Let's get real. I think Helicopter Mom was invented because of Dee Dee, like that whole term. So, it you shouldn't be shocked when I tell you that Dee Dee found out about Gypsy's online activities, and when she did, she threatened to smash her fingers with a hammer and chain her to the bed. Jeez. And Gypsy was like, do it, bitch. I don't give a fuck, because she continued on hopping on. Hoping that one of these men would save her. I guess no one told her meeting men on the internet is dangerous, but then again, could she find herself in a worse situation than she was already
1: in? Yeah. But also, no, she didn't have any frame of reference. Nobody has parented her this entire time. Like, really? Could it be worse? Could it? Yeah. I get the thought process. Also, she's 19 years old. Guess what? Humans have sex. Humans are sexual beings. We're built to procreate. So the fact that she has a normal sex drive and is out there, even if it's not sexual and just looking for a savior. Yeah, she. That's all she was doing. She She was just looking for somebody to get her out. Yeah. Get her out. Yeah, I get it. And that's the only way she could reach out was the Internet, because obviously she tried to run away. And her mom was like, no, she's just mental stuff happening. Crazy, all of a sudden her legs work because of her
0: mind and her disease, I don't know, get back in the wheelchair. Pretty much. (sighs) So, when Gypsy was 19 in 2011, she tried to escape D by running away with a man she met at a sci-fi convention. Yeah, trying to leave an extremely toxic and
1: abusive situation, but boo, running away with a stranger. No. That's essentially what she's trying to do online, too, Yeah. Don't worry,
0: Dee Dee tracked her down through mutual friends and told the man Gypsy was a minor, even though she was clearly 19, but Dee Dee had to regain control, and what was the best way to get a man away from a girl? Make him think he'd go to jail if he was with her, of course. So according to Gypsy, when they returned home, Dee Dee smashed her computer, physically restrained her to the bed, sometimes physically abused her, and sometimes denied her food. I believe all of that. I'm not saying it's a lie. I wasn't there, but I'm pretty sure it happened. So, Dee Dee really underestimated someone desperate in their determination to get back online because Gypsy was back online before you know it. And what do you, what did Little Miss Gypsy do when she was back online? She joined a Christian dating site, of course.
1: I Why mean- not? At this point, dude... I would trust the sci-fi guy more than the Christian dating site. Oh, but hands down. Star Trek fan? Are you kidding? Anywho. He'll get you where you need
0: to go. All I can In my head, all I can envision is the entire cast of the Big Bang Theory, and I'm like, they're safe.
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> the likelihood of them even thinking about doing something nefarious is next to none. And even <laughs> if they did, they could, wouldn't have no clue how to enact it. I'm like, you're safe with the sci-fi guys. Yeah, absolutely. Christian dating site? Dude, not really. Great point you're bringing up, too. By the way, all the people out there looking, all you Gen Zers, all two of you that are listening right now. Date the nerd. Trust us, date the nerd. So where was I? So this is where she met Nicholas.
0: Go to Jean. Yes. So at this time, Gypsy was twenty-one and Nicholas was twenty-three. Gypsy told Nicholas everything about her mother's actions, and a few months after meeting, I meeting
1: I put meeting in quotes because that's online media. Yeah. And it also makes sense why she's so trusting. Because again, she has no frame of reference. She has no social life. Probably little to no social skills. She's
0: never been out of her mother's sight. Yeah. Like, ever. Because then she might tell someone she's not sick. So Nicholas traveled from Wisconsin to Missouri to visit Gypsy. And while Dee Dee left the house in a very rare solo errand, The two engaged in a round of mattress dancing.
1: Of course they did. They're 21, 23. Exactly. Good for you. Good. Congratulations. Yay, Gypsy. You're allowed to be a normal human.
0: (laughs) Gypsy got laid. Good for you, girl. Jeez. Gypsy was desperate and ended up asking him to kill Katie so they could be together. Of course, Nicholas was like, fuck that. I'm on a Christian dating website. There's this whole thou shall not kill Commandment, I'm out. No, but that's not what happened. Here's a little fun fact about Nicholas. He had a criminal record for indecent exposure. Ooh. He was masturbating in a McDonald's parking lot. I don't want to know what made him sexually excited at McDonald's. You know what? It's the arches. I'm hoping it was the food, not the children. It was the arches. Yeah, dude. They look like boobies. It was the arches because (laughs) I don't want to know... I know. Wait, who knows, man? I'm hoping it was not the children. And no, the I don't think so. I, don't I know. hope it was the burgers. So he was also charged with carrying a concealed knife and has a history of mental illness. So Gypsy claims, and I'm saying claims allegedly
1: because. It is, she said, now at this point that we're entering into. Yes.
0: I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. She claims Nicholas was into BDSM, which made her uncomfortable, but she went along with it. Now, here's my question. Gypsy was very sheltered. So
1: how would she know what BDSM is? You can find a lot of things online. I know this. I'm not dumb. No, I know. I just think that she probably... He was asking... Let's. This is my guess. He was asking her to do things. She was, like you said, uncomfortable with it. Because, again, this is her first sexual experience. Really, this is her first boyfriend, friend, anything, companion, ever. She may have Googled it, going, what the hell is this? And gone like, "Oh," And then figured out it was part of the BDSM community. That's my guess. I Again, I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, throwing that out
0: there. So Gypsy also claimed that Nicholas told her he had multiple personalities. So she made up other personalities to go along with them investigators said that Nicholas functioned on a 15- to 16-year-old level and had trouble with normal social interactions. I have said it before, and I'm going to say it
1: again. How is it people like this find each other like moths to a flame? It's because they see each other in each other. Like, she also was raised five or six years younger than she was. Yeah. And he is developmentally there as well, so that makes total fucking sense why they hooked up. I just... I know. I it's just, fascinating. I don't understand the, also, it. Also, to your point, think about that. The fucking world is massive. There's 8 billion people on the planet. What is the likelihood of these two people? Isn't that insane? Just well, that thought. it's like when I talked about J.C. Duggar.
0: Yeah. And the wife found the husband and then she... It's just astronomical. She didn't let J.C. go while he went back to prison. She kept her. Yeah. She was the warden of that prison... So, yeah, it's they insane. find each. Other. I don't. Yeah. It's fascinating. So Gypsy and Nicholas use
1: Facebook Messenger to plan Deedee's murder, which. Talk about leaving a trail of evidence, not just leaving a trail of evidence like you put it on a different browser, like Casey Anthony style, which the cops were too stupid to figure that out. But like it's literally leaving a trail on the most tracked Website on the fucking planet. I planning a
0: murder on Facebook Messenger Don't. is just I can't even put into words how I'm like.
1: What is that? Uh, yeah. <sighs> naive. Clearly naive. Yeah. About a lot of things. Yeah.
0: So their plan was for Nicholas to wait for Didi to go to bed and then Gypsy would let him in the house so he could kill Didi. Simple bingo bango. Yeah. Makes sense. So, June 2015, Nicholas came to their house, and he stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in the back while Gypsy covered her ears and waited in the bathroom. Gypsy and Nicholas then left and went to
1: his home in Wisconsin, where they were found by the police. They had to know that was not a good plan. Yeah,
0: yeah, you didn't even go on the run, Bonnie and Clyde style. Like... like Okay. So initially, many people believed that Gypsy had been kidnapped by her mom's murderer, but the police were pretty quick to piece together what really happened. They were like, "This is like a ten-piece puzzle, not a ten-thousand-piece yes. puzzle." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, this one's not hard, y'all." Especially since Gypsy and Didi Dee Dee shared a Facebook account
1: that's right oh my god I forgot it was all on her shared mother daughter Facebook yes Come and on. Gypsy
0: posted on the account twice one of the statements was yes. the bitch is dead and the second Facebook post was actually a comment under the first one and I read these comments online and I believe the Facebook page is still up and you can still see these messages why let's take this down you know what mark zuckerberg take this shit down dude
1: don't he's not he doesn't care but also again do, i'm gonna ask you a question do you think she wanted to get caught yes i yeah so the second facebook
0: post was in a comment under the first because people were like oh no dd Dee Dee, what's happening what's going on blah 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 is this a joke were you hacked? You know how that's the first thing when you post something on on Facebook, people are like, yeah. oh, you were hacked. Like, just in case, yeah. And then the next post, in all caps, said, do I need a shit pothole? This is bad. Shit pothole. I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter, dot, dot, dot. Her scream was so fucking loud, LOL. Mm. So the police
1: traced these posts back to Nicholas's home. That's how they got caught. Shocking. Shocking. IP, everyone. Y'all. No, Incognito doesn't hide your IP address. Heads up. So (laughs) Gypsy later said she made these posts
0: because she wanted her mom's body found. She didn't want to be found, but she wanted her mom's body
1: found. So then she could be in the free and clear and if it is over, essentially. So
0: I guess her mom didn't sit there and rot. I don't really know. Okay. Not quite sure. So I know what you're thinking. A lot of people thought the same thing. If Gypsy wasn't really sick and could walk, why didn't she just expose thee by standing up and walking when people were watching? Gypsy had been brainwashed and thinking no one would believe her. Yep. And she that was proven when she did do that. She walked to a neighbor's
1: house. She did actually try to get out of the situation. Yes. Multiple times. Yes.
0: And that did
1: happen. Yes. And her mom proved no one's going to believe you. Because you're considered, sorry to use this term for this, but she's just crazy in quotes. Look at this. She's all medicated out of her head. She has no idea what she's talking about. She has a brain disorder. She's, you know. Which is a horrible way to reduce anybody down to that. Yes. Yeah. So, in
0: Gypsy herself and has said, and I quote, I couldn't just jump out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't have anyone to trust. Yep. And that's fact. Yep. So, Gypsy never attended con- school and was controlled by Dee Dee her entire life. While Gypsy was intellectually normal, Dee Dee told everyone she only had the mental age of a seven-year-old. And when they were out in public, she would hold Gypsy's hand and squeeze it when she wanted her to be quiet. So she controlled Gypsy from day one. Yep. With the whole sleep
1: apnea from when she was a baby on. Think about this. People who are in cults take sometimes six months to a year to get fully brainwashed. Imagine your entire life, the person you trust most with your life, your parent, is telling you these things your whole life.
0: You can't just deprogram like that. No. So an expert in Munchausen syndrome by proxy, Dr. Mark Feldman, said that, and I'm quoting, the control was total in the same sense that the control of a kidnap victim sometimes is total. Her daughter was, in essence, a hostage, and I think that we can understand the crime that occurred in terms of a hostage trying to gain escape. And that's a fact. Absolutely. Gypsy was a hostage to her mother. Absolutely was. Psychiatrists labeled Gypsy as a child abuse victim not only because she was a victim of Munchausen syndrome by proxy, but also because she endured physical abuse, destroyed personal property, was restrained to her bed, and denied food. Like, she was abused like in every
1: way you possibly could be she- abused removed she removed parts i if i'm not mistaken she had surgeries where some of her organs were removed like gallbladder or some shit too like this she had a feeding tube inserted in yes. her that she yes. did not need that is correct that is insane like the level of abuse was extreme yes so gypsy did confess to asking nicholas to
0: kill Dee. Dee out of desperation to get away from her. After the news broke and Gypsy was in custody and all of Dee Dee's lies were exposed, Rod was in shock and he told 2020, and I quote, I still did not want to believe she could walk when she came on the news. In fact, I rewound it and played it multiple times. That's when he began to think back over the last 19 years and realize all the red flags that he missed. Ah, oh, poor Rod. I feel so bad for Rod and all of this too. because he's a victim of DD Dee Dee as well. Of course. So Gypsy was able to get a plea deal. And in 2016, she pled guilty to second degree murder and sentenced to 10 years in prison and will be eligible for parole in the beginning of 2023. Good. Nicholas was found guilty on first degree murder in 2018 and sentenced to life in prison. Gypsy did testify in Nicholas's trial for the defense, saying she was the mastermind and she was the one to blame for Dee Dee's death. She went on to say that she had no ill will towards Nicholas and she felt sorry for him. Gypsy did compare him to Dee, Dee though, and said that he was controlling. So here's the thing. I think it says a lot that she testified saying that she was the mastermind. And it's all on her. But I don't know that how he was controlling her.
1: Yeah, that part I don't get either because I feel like maybe she was conflating the two, not knowing what a real relationship even is because what kind of example does she have? Yeah. But I think that it's good that she tried to, she's trying to do the right thing. And honestly, I think that sentence of 10 years for her is fair. It's very fair Mm -hmm. because she did do wrong. There are a lot of other people in the situation right now, which is horrendous, who have not done this. But at the same time, I get it. You hit a point
0: where you were just so desperate, you don't see another way out. And in her situation, I totally understand that. Absolutely. So only after Dee Dee's death did Gypsy say she realized the extent of Dee Dee's deception. She said she knew she could walk and eat regular food, but she said she thought she really had leukemia. And Gypsy is in prison. But she says she has more freedom in prison than when she was living with Didi. And when she asked if she was glad if Didi was dead, she said, and I quote, I'm glad that I'm out of this situation, but I'm not happy she's dead. So I think we can all agree that Didi is a cunt. And while Gypsy is the cuntlet for killing her mom, sometimes murder could possibly be the answer or at least feel like it's your only way out. If you don't think Dee Dee is a cunt, let me of the auntie for you a little bit, because I have some little fun facts about Dee Dee. Relatives have said that growing up, Dee Dee would often turn to petty crime and retaliation for when things didn't go her way, and when she got older, she started writing bad checks. And there are some relatives that believe she started she starved her own mom to death in 1997. And Didi's Dee dad did remarry. And Didi Dee Dee and Gypsy were living with her dad and her stepmom, Laura Pytree, and they claim that Didi Dee Dee poisoned her with weed killer, causing her to spend nine months bedridden. And when Didi Dee Dee was confronted with the accusation that she had poisoned her stepmother, Didi Dee Dee just took Gypsy and ran away. And when that happened, Laura's health returned to normal after she left. <laughs> Other relatives mm. believe that Didi Dee Dee may have... Oh, I talked about serving her own biological mother. But here's my question. If all
1: these people believe these things happened, why in the hell didn't anyone go to the police? I think that's a very good point. I also think that... Think about it also. Like, she kept moving around. So even if they did go to the cops, the jurisdiction is gone.
0: I'm just saying you think she starved her own mother and then you think she poisoned her stepmother and then you're just going to let her run away with that baby. When you think that now she's putting the kid in a wheelchair that she didn't. Man,
1: because people question the wheelchair. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, that's a really good point. So what could have been done legally if they had gone to the police? Because taking a child away from a parent is hard. They would have to prove to child services things and also they'd have to go hey this bitch tried to poison me but then they'd have to prove oh is the daughter in danger as well or is she only poisoning adults you know what i'm saying it's extremely our laws haven't caught up to stuff like this is what i'm trying to say you know what i'm saying saying, i
0: feel if you bring up the mom the stepmom and then the questioning the daughter's medical health somebody gotta do something right yeah
1: yeah there were where a lot of... Where there's smoke, there's fire
0: sometimes. Right. Exactly. Yeah, for I'm sure. just saying. Yeah. So Bobby Paitrey, Dede's nephew, told Crime Feed that he believed Dede was into, and I'm quoting witchcraft because I'm going to use that term loosely because I think that's a bunch of bullshit, mm. but he claimed, I just want to talk about it for a hot second because it just proves that Dede was a little cuckoo. He claims that as a kid, Dee Dee would force him and his cousins to play with a Ouija board, telling them the devil would get them if they didn't. So I don't think this is witchcraft, but I personally do not fuck with a Ouija board. Nope. You got one, get the fuck out of your house. Mm -hmm. So Bobby did further explain that Dee Dee used the occult to push the family around and manipulate them. So take that and do with it what you will. I think it just proves that she... Was a master manipulator. Yeah. More so than the <laughs> witch,
1: Satanist or something. That's why Whatever. I said I put it
0: in quotes and I'm using it loosely. Right. I'm only saying it because that was the term he used. Of in, course. In his little interview. But I think it just proves she started manipulating people early on. Oh, yeah. So Didi had a history of crime potentially murder, potentially
1: poisoning, and then she's allowed to have and keep a child which is, yeah. and if any of y'all need a book to read, Sharp Objects is a phenomenal book about Munchausen's by proxy and the damages it can do to a family, it's a fiction but damn is it a good book, highly recommend, that and the HBO series nails it, they held very true to the book which is hard to do so, fucking great job man, that was a tough one Did you see how good I did with my transition today? You
0: did. It was like flawless. Smooth like silk. I went to podcasting
1: school this week. Stop it. When did you find the fucking time? (laughs) Because I did not. So let's get into our treasure child. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Today's treasure child is Malala. You shift side. You know who Malala? I have no clue. You probably will. As I go through this, you'll probably be like, oh yeah. So let's start off with a quote by her. I tell my story not because it is unique, but because it is the story of many girls. Malala Yousafzai was born on July 12, 1997, cancer, in Mingora, Swat Valley, Pakistan, to her mom and her dad, Zayedouin, who was a teacher. So her father was a teacher. Malala was named after an Afghan heroine who led her people to victory against the British in the Battle of Maiwand in 1880. Thought that was also a very interesting little tidbit because you'll find out why a little bit later on here. Her dad was unlike a lot of others at the time in Pakistan who didn't always welcome like female children. It was more like, "Oh, he had a girl, okay." But boys were more valuable. "Oh, it's
0: a girl. Let's go drown her in the river mm-hmm. and try again."
1: Yeah, it wasn't exactly, oh, okay, good. Now you can have a daughter to marry off versus a daughter that is independent person. But instead, he wanted her to have every opportunity any other gender would have. Her dad was also a social activist and even founded his own school for girls, the Coleshaw Girls High School and College, which Malala attended herself. And she was an excellent student loved school, and was just as passionate as her father about the rights of women and girls, especially regarding education. And as we all know, for the most part, the Taliban in 2008 took control of the Pakistan region and enacted strict Islamic law. Okay, so heads up, I am not about to get into the Middle East crisis, nor Pakistan-Afghanistan-Taliban relations or anything yeah, like don't. that. please don't. It is so complicated people spend their entire lives but just know Taliban bad at this point (laughs) it's a very complicated thing (laughs) oh so is the Taliban good now no it's just that ISIS is worse you see what I'm saying there's all these different it's very complicated all these different factions fighting against each other and unfortunately the people are the ones who are suffering like Malala and her family so When they enacted strict Islamic law, they banned things like television, music, and that women and girls could not go to school anymore. Why would we want to educate
0: the women? They're just supposed to sit at home and cook and clean and raise the babies. Yeah, you're supposed to breed. Breeders. Mm -hmm. We're just breeders. They even burned some of the
1: girls' schools down. Oh, why Mm -hmm. didn't they just turn them into boys' schools? That would have saved a lot of matches. Don't know. I guess it was as a sign of this cannot stand,
0: ever. Oh, to prove a point. Yeah. To be that guy. Okay.
1: This all happened when Malala was 11, and she had no idea if she would ever go back to school again. Things got bad enough that her and her family had to actually leave the region completely for their safety, and they fled until they returned back home once things calmed down a little bit with all this violence going on. And in September 2008, she and her dad went to actually protest the school closings in front of a press club. And this is where she gave her first speech called, quote, How dare the Taliban take away my basic right to education? Which, because they did it in front of a press club, the press was there, and they distributed this speech to everywhere in Pakistan. As, look, this young girl is standing up against what the hell the Taliban is doing to all the other girls and women in the country. The BBC even got wind of this speech and asked her dad if it was cool if Malala wrote a blog about what it was like living under extreme Taliban rule. And so she did this under a pseudonym a Agul Makai to protect herself, obviously, because she's already drawn enough attention. Oh, yeah, they would come for her. Absolutely. So from January to March 2009, she wrote 35 blog posts as girls' schools were being shut down and blown up left and right. They could have used that dynamite to take out isis but again Wait, let's blow up girl schools. it's complicated i'm not gonna get into it <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> to be a smart ass yeah no absolutely but also think about this she was like 11 and 12 years old i mean like greta right again what were we doing barbies barbies yeah in the middle of this in february 2009 Malala appeared on TV, interviewed by Pakistani talk show host Hamid Mir on his show about current Pakistan events. Her voice, along with a massive backlash against what was happening with girls going to school, prompted the Taliban to actually issue a ceasefire and started to allow girls to attend schools again as long as they wore burqas. That's okay, cool, whatever, dude. As long as I get to go to school. Yeah, sure. But this doesn't last long, because in May 2009, Malala and her family had to flee again because of the resurgence of violence. And obviously, with her being on TV, the speech, all this kind of publicity coming her way, word was obviously getting out to the wrong people about her activism, and even a U.S. special envoy to Afghanistan and Pakistan at the time reached out to help her to protect other Pakistani girls from violence and allow them to receive an education. So she was being known, starting to be noticed by some really high up people. And they wanted to protect her because they understood like she's putting herself in a very dangerous situation. And she's a child. It's incredible the courage she has. Such a young girl. Barbies were fun. (laughs) Barbies were very fun. Mine got to drive around her little
0: Corvette. I didn't have the Corvette. What did you have? Do you have the Jeep? No, my Barbies did not get a car.
1: Did you have the dollhouse though? No. I just had Barbies. Barbies were the best. So, after she became famous from some of her other TV appearances, people started putting two and two together and found that she was the blogger on the BBC's blog. At some point, that was going to happen. Right. In 2011, at age 14, Desmond Tutu a South African Anglican Archbishop who was a staunch anti-apartheid leader and head of the Truth and Reconciliation Commission investigating human rights abuses as well as Nobel Prize winner nominated Malala for the International Children's Peace Prize. In December 2011, she actually won the first National Youth Prize in Pakistan which has now been renamed the National Malala Peace Prize. October 2012, though, changed her life forever as if that couldn't already and i'll let her actually tell exactly what happened this is from her website quote in october 2012 on my way home from school a masked gunman boarded my school bus and asked who is malala he shot me on the left side of my head i woke up 10 days later in a hospital in birmingham england the doctors and nurses told me about the attack and that the people around the world were praying for my recovery Falouza and the Taliban claimed responsibility, and this event incited worldwide scorn and protests. The UN even introduced a petition that called for all children across the globe to be allowed back in school by 2015. The Pakistani government was then able, because of this petition, to ratify the right to education bill. And in December 2012, the Pakistani president made a 10 million dollar education fund in Malala's honor. The Malala Fund was also established alongside this which supports girls education across the globe and there will be a link on our blog on our website more than welcome to donate or find a way to help out malala made a miraculous recovery and went right back to school and right back to her activism of course she did you want to know why
0: because she said fuck you exactly you're not gonna
1: exactly i'm not scared of you no This is what happens. You think you can control people with fear, and you cannot. No. For her 16th birthday, on July 12th, 2013, she went to the UN in New York City and addressed a crowd of 500 about the needs for girls all around the world to have access to an education, after which the UN established Malala Day on her birthday, on July 12th, holla, She won Time's Most Influential People Award and was on the cover, won the UN's Human Rights Prize, and co-authored a memoir called I Am Malala, the girl who stood stood up for education and was shot by the Taliban. She won the Liberty Medal, awarded in Philadelphia at the National Constitution Center for Pursuing Freedom for Girls, and was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize in 2013, but did not win. Instead, she won in 2014. Yeah. (laughs) A year later. Becoming the youngest person ever to receive the honor. Also in 2014, because again, she wasn't busy enough, she established the Malala Fund with her dad, which is, quote, a charity dedicated to giving every girl an opportunity to receive, achieve, excuse me, a future she chooses. In 2014, her family moved officially to England and she actually just graduated in 2020 from Oxford University with a philosophy, politics, and economy degree. She got this degree in order to pursue her activism Quote, with more than 130 million girls out of school today, there is more work to be done. I hope you will join my fight for education and equality. Together, we can create a world where all girls can learn and lead. And that is Malala. I love her. I love her. And just
0: Greta last week, she makes me feel bad about myself.
1: <laughs> I know. What have I done in my life? But you know what? There's Sometimes there's these pivotal, like, key people that need to be on the earth to change the world yeah do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i really wish she didn't have to get shot in the head to do it my god i'm just (laughs) glad she survived because that is most people would not survive that no and plus she not only survived she thrived and got this incredible degree from an incredible university yeah that in itself is impressive (sighs) exactly so i'm take my state college degree and put it in the closet the good news is it's not a comparison yeah because she probably got her degree at 12 (laughs) not 35 but so balala yes you can find all about her i put her website on our blog i put her link obviously to donate on her blog I'm really curious to see what her and Greta do in the future. That's what's so cool. You know what? They're going to make our world a better place. They are. Hopefully do it before I die, please. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's been, como se dice, a clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening to our Kids Who Kill series, episode two. This is exciting. I like it. I like us changing it up a little bit. We hope you like it, too. Let us know yeah because i'm really excited what i have coming up because i have my next countlets planned oh god me too there's some good ones man that i didn't realize how deep this well goes countlets are my favorite so far okay we might have to stay here longer than we thought originally (laughs) i don't know we'll see thank all the new listeners as well yes thank you oh my god we love you exactly by the way we have patreon series now, two, we have one on the Duggars, the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, yeah. He just was transferred to the federal pen, y'all. He better not be getting better treatment. That's that's my only thing. That's my only thing. So here's my question, okay? Things that go through
0: Amanda's head, part 82. <laughs> so I know they segregate these child molesters in prison, Right. With the other child molesters and the child killers. Molesters, child killers, child pornography, they all get put their own little unit. So, does a child murderer have different standards than a child molester? Does a child murderer say, I'm sorry, you actually touched the children? Go fuck yourself and then try to kill the child molester.
1: Oh, you're saying like, do they have a hierarchy among themselves? Yeah. I think so.
0: So, is like a murderer less of a piece of shit than a molester
1: i don't know i know that they don't take kindly to them in prison because a lot of convicts have children and they're like and they can't you. see their
0: children mm-hmm. and there's just a code among criminals and the code is you don't touch the kids exactly and you've now touched the kids right that's why they separate
1: you because you're the sleaziest of the sleaziest the right worst person on the planet yeah so, that's my question. Does the same hold true for murder child murderers as well? I would assume it'd be pretty close, I would think. So, so, do they have to separate each other, like, each group from themselves? That's what I'm I don't wondering. Know. Now, as far as that goes in prison, I don't know. Because I think every prison is run so differently that it's hard to say how they... I know there's death row, obviously. They have the whole section right. for that. But as far as like other things, I don't I have no like, clue. Like, I
0: know they separate all the child offenders away from everyone else. Mm-hmm. God forbid, they die in prison. Oh, no. Oh, no. I have. They, they Anyways, know. I'm not going nice. to finish that sentence. But anywho, that's my question. Is like a child murderer going to see him in prison and be like, I know what you did. Watch your back,
1: motherfucker. Yeah, Maybe. I don't know, but I. That's my question. He doesn't deserve nice treatment. I'll just him or Jared Vogel. Like, gross. I. Yeah. That was just my question. Like, thoughts that run through my head. If anybody does know about this, corrections officers out there, anybody who. Hell, if you've been in the system, let us know, because that's actually a really interesting point. I'm curious myself about if there is some sort of hierarchy inside, especially like prison, like supermax, not like county jail. Ticket,
0: county (laughs) jail is different. (laughs) I'm talking about like
1: federal felonies. You know
0: what? I'm able to get us the answer. Okay, I got
1: people. Okay, okay, work on that. Write that note so you don't forget. Do it right now. I'm gonna reach out. The same.
0: I'm gonna. (laughs) Yeah. I got a con... I got...
1: She got a connection. I I, like this.
0: I got a connection I forgot about.
1: So we have that. We also have a new series going on right now, Video Killer. There's two new episodes right up right now for July. We do two every month until we just feel like switching topics. But those are exclusive to Patreon. And we talk about movies and the murders and mayhem surrounding them or just crazy happenings. Um, I like the cursed aspect. So that... I lean towards that a little bit. I do too. I like knowing what movies are cursed or not. That's so cool. It's fascinating to me. So check that out. Also, we're on every social media platform as much as we possibly can be considering our work schedules. So forgive us if we don't have a post one day. Shit happens.
0: (laughs) So my work got way out of control over the past couple of
1: months. Same. But thank you all so much for listening. Because of you, we're actually going to be at Podcast Fest. In Dallas, August 26, 27, 28th. You have no idea how much it means for us to even just be there. We're not really sure what we're going to do yet there. Maybe an episode. Maybe not. Maybe just a live thing. Maybe not. We'll we don't, figure it out. We don't
0: know because we don't know
1: what... We shoot from the hip If, if as an old expression. Flying <laughs> by know. The seat of our pants botanity is great yeah just mix it into your work life and daily life you'd be surprised what happens you yeah. like always
0: are you can't plan <laughs> every aspect of your life
1: no you can't you just gotta go with the flow <laughs> so on that note guys seriously all seriousness take a moment take care of yourself take care of your families go make yourself a super juice. yep and we love you and thank you for listening
0: we'll see you next tuesday bye
1: Thanks for joining us today. You can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday.